Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, will explain the secret of receiving. We know it's better to give than to receive, but sometimes we can take this teaching too far and say no thanks to God's gifts. So Rabbi Schneider wants to remind us today that God is a good and a loving father who wants to bless his children. If you'd like to download Rabbi's study guide, you'll find it online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But now to explain how we can accept God's gifts with humility and grace, here is Rabbi Schneider. I'm excited today because I just feel breakthrough in my spirit as we begin this series that I'm calling Mysteries of the Kingdom of God. What is a mystery? A mystery is something that has been previously concealed, but by the Spirit of God, that which has been concealed and secret becomes revealed. Today, we're gonna begin by focusing on the mystery, beloved ones, of receiving, because breakthrough begins with the capacity and the ability to receive. I'm gonna build now foundation upon foundation to impart to you by the grace of God, the anointing of Jesus for breakthrough in your life. I speak an anointing of breakthrough over you individually to break into the next dimension of eternal life, to the next dimension of the spirit, to the next dimension of revelation. But this all begins with the capacity and the art of receiving. When I say an art, the reason I say art is because, beloved ones, knowing how to receive from God, it has to do with sensing where the Spirit is. Receiving, in some sense, is an art because we have to be able to sense the Holy Spirit in order to receive from the Holy Spirit. In other words, people that are not sensitive to the things of God, people that are not sensitive to the Spirit of God miss a lot in being able to receive and partake of the Spirit of God. You know, the Bible says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. It begins with receiving. Jesus told us in the Gospel of John chapter 6, beginning in verse number 58, that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have no life in ourselves. Now, when I say that, unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have no life in ourselves. I know that for some of you, that sounds really almost like kind of turn off language. And that's how the original audience felt when Jesus first said it. In fact, the Jewish people were commanded in the Torah never to drink blood. And here comes God clothed in the flesh saying to them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in yourself. Beloved one, if you think about this with me for a second, when Jesus was saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in yourself, it really shows us that the most elementary principle of being able to walk with God, to walk in his power, to get a breakthrough, it all begins with receiving. 
Let's read the scripture together just to put it all in context. I'm going to the gospel of John and I'm going to begin there in chapter six, verse 51. Hear the word of God. I'm reading now from the New American Standard Version. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Then the Jews began to argue with one another saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living father sent me and I live because of the father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven not as the fathers ate and died, speaking of the manna that the children of Israel ate in the wilderness, he who eats this bread will live forever. And so once again, as we stop and consider this verse, what we learn and understand is it all begins with receiving from Jesus. We're talking, beloved ones, about the kingdom mystery of receiving. And when we receive Jesus into our life, it's not just the fact that we're receiving him one time as our savior, but in order to live in fullness and in vitality, we have to live in a constant mindset daily of dependency upon him, of daily beloved ones, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, of daily partaking in him through the spirit. Of course, when Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in yourself. He wasn't speaking, beloved, of something that we do physically. We can't physically eat Jesus's flesh and drink Jesus's blood. Of course, in the communion service, in the Lord's Supper, we have the matzah, which is his body, his flesh. And we have the wine or the juice, which stands for his blood. And this is an act of fulfilling the gospel of John chapter six in the section of scripture. We're examining that we're eating his flesh and we're drinking his blood. But we We do it, beloved, not literally, but this is a spiritual mystery that Jesus is teaching us, that we need to live in constant dependency on him, constant looking to him, constant taking from him if we're going to ever enter into the power that we need to truly break in and break through for the victorious, joy-filled life that Jesus has purchased for us by his blood. It all begins with receiving. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul elaborates on this mystery as he describes his own life experience. Paul says this, he says, I'd have you know, brethren, that I am burdened excessively, he said, beyond strength, so that I despair, Paul said, even of life itself. Paul was actually saying that my life is so difficult right now, it's so hard, I have so many things that I'm struggling with. Paul said that I despair even of life. What does that mean? It means like, oh, I'm dreading waking up tomorrow morning and having to face the day. That's what Paul was saying. I despair, he said, even of life. It's so hard, he said. Paul said this though, he said, But this happens to me, Paul follows this up by saying, but this happens to me that I would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. Now, I want you to think about this with me. 
What Paul was actually teaching here was God had brought such hardship into his life. He brought problems into Paul's life that Paul could not solve with his own initiative or his own resources. The problems that Paul was facing were of such magnitude that no one could help him. And this is exactly what God wanted to do. God wanted to break Paul down so that Paul's only hope was to look to God that raises the dead. Why? Because this is how we receive and this is how we get strong. You see, Paul said he would rather boast in his weakness than in his flesh because Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong. And so the secret of entering into the kingdom is becoming totally dependent in God. And this only happens when we recognize our own weakness and our need for dependency. This is why the first beatitude that Jesus taught, what does beatitude mean? It means blessed are you. You're going to be happy in God if this application is in your life. This is the first beatitude that Jesus said. In the book of Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are you or happy are you if you're poor in spirit. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. This is a mystery. It's a mystery. Why? Because in the natural world, in the secular world, who wants to be poor? I mean, you think about poor, no one really wants to be in agreement with being poor. But Jesus was using that word, beloved, in a sense that can only be understood through revelation. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out. Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai. The Hebrew names of God. Seeking a deeper bond with the divine? Dive into To Know Him by Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To Know Him by Name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now. We are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book. So pick up a copy today, and now here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. This is more than a statement that should be put on some type of Christian greeting card to somebody. This is real. The first foundation to walk in fullness, beloved, is what I'm calling the mystery of knowing how to be dependent on God. And in that dependency, to be a partaker of him and to receive from him, because this is where it all begins. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in yourself. What this means is this, to the degree that you and I are relying on our own natural talents, to the degree that you and I are relying on our own strength, to the degree that you and I are relying on systems and habits and institutions and other people, religious institutions included, to the degree that we're relying on these things rather than Jesus in true dependency from the heart on the Spirit of God, to the degree that we're relying on other things, to that degree we're also, beloved, not gonna be walking in fullness and power. 
It all begins with eating Jesus' flesh, drinking his blood. It begins with being a receiver. It begins by being hungry for him. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst. I want you to understand with me, beloved ones, if you are pursuing God and you're serious about God, if there's a big yes in your heart to God, if you have said in your heart, God, all I want is you, I'll give up anything for you, I want you to know God is gonna bring you through difficult times because he's gonna wanna do in your life what he did in Paul's life. He broke down Paul's life so that Paul would become totally dependent on him so that he could be strong in the spirit. Paul said this, he said, I die daily, Paul said, that the resurrection of Jesus, the power of God, might be manifest in me and through me daily. And one of the ways God assisted Paul in this dying process was by having Paul face things in life that Paul could not get through or get over on his own. And in that place of facing challenges that were bigger than he was, Paul was forced to turn to God. He was forced then to be on his knees receiving from God. And in that place of weakness, on his knees to receive from God because he knew only God could get him through and over. In that place, he was made strong in the Lord. So I want you to hear me. The scripture says this, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. The scripture says, know this beloved ones, that when you're tested, when your faith is tested, this is God's will, it's his way of perfecting you. And so I want to encourage you to be ready, beloved one, to go through challenges and turn the challenges by the grace of God into divine opportunities. Paul got to the place in his life that he loved going through challenges because he said, when I'm weak, he said, I'm strong. In other words, when I'm facing challenges in life that cause me to become so dependent in God, he said, this is when I see God's biggest impartation coming into my life. Let me tell you one of my favorite passages of scripture in the Bible. It has to do with Mary and Martha. Many of us know the story. Jesus went over Mary and Martha's home for dinner. And Martha was feeling so burdened by having to serve him. And I shouldn't say having to serve him. She wanted to serve him, but she felt such weight of, you know, taking care of the master. She was running all around the house, getting all the meal ready, getting things prepared, you know, scurrying about the home, so focused on getting the meal ready. But Mary was just sitting in awe at his feet. And eventually, as Martha was scurrying all about getting the meal ready, she became frustrated with Mary that wasn't helping her. And she said, this isn't right, that Mary's not helping. And Jesus said to Martha, he said, Martha, Martha, you're concerned with so many things right now, but Mary has chosen the most important thing and it will never be taken away from her. What was Mary doing that Jesus said was the most important thing? What was she doing, beloved one? She was sitting simply at Jesus's feet, receiving. And Jesus said it was the most important thing. You see, what happens sometimes I found is that people come to the Lord, they get saved, they hear the gospel, they hear that Jesus loves them, they hear that Jesus is knocking at the door of their hearts and he wants to come in and they invite Jesus in and they're passionate now about growing in grace. But what happens is they get confused because the first message that they heard that brought them into salvation was a call to receive. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God. The Jesus was knocking at the door of their heart, and maybe I'm speaking to you right now, and we opened up and let him in. We received him into our life. 
But oftentimes what happens after this initial experience is Christians can begin to start going down a wrong track. They begin to pursue Jesus by their works and they confuse walking with Jesus with their good works. Good works are an overflow of receiving him. But what often happens is people begin their walk with God in the right way by receiving him. They receive Jesus into their heart, but they don't understand that the way to continue to grow in grace is to continue to receive from him each and every day. It begins with being on our knees in terms of the posture that we have in our heart, in dependency, calling out to him every day as we get up, depending on him every day, looking to him for fresh life every day, looking to him for empowerment every day, looking to him for direction every day. And we continue on relying on him, believing him for wisdom, believing him to be our righteousness, believing for the empowerment that comes only through him. But instead what happens, rather than Christians sometimes staying connected to the vine, what happens, beloved ones, is that Christians go immediately from receiving him, they go then immediately trying to run ahead of him doing good works, and they become Johnny Appleseed good works doers, and they leave almost receiving from Jesus in the background. In other words, what started out in the spirit what started out as an act of receiving, they leave that path and they begin instead to try to go do this good deed, go do that good deed. They're all good deeds and they're important, but they become focused on doing good works rather than staying focused where it all began and where it has to continue and remain. And that is, beloved one, in the posture of staying connected to the vine, abiding in the vine, looking to Jesus to be our life source and going deeper and deeper in our dependency so that we actually come to the place in life by the grace of God, we pray, that, Father, we will recognize that every breath we take is a gift of your grace, that, Father God, we are sustained by your power and your glory, that we're protected only by you, that we are absolutely dependent on you because you could take away, Abba, our life. And what God wants to do, beloved, is listen to me. He wants to help you and I become better receivers. He wants to help you and I, beloved ones, become better receivers. He wants us to become more dependent. He wants us to look to him as our source. He wants us to draw from him in a fuller and fuller way. This is a secret, beloved, of the kingdom of God. Abiding in the vine, staying connected, waking up in the morning, thanking God even as we're waking up, saying to Father God, thank you for life today. We wanna to be like Moses that said, Lord, unless your presence goes with me, I will not go. We wanna to come to the place in life, beloved one, where we're fearful of actually journeying out into the day without looking to God for covering first. You see, Jesus wants us to abide in the vine. And if we don't, what's gonna happen, he's gonna discipline us for our own good. We're gonna end up falling on our face in life and being hurt because Father Abba is gonna to have to teach us how to be dependent on him. And sometimes if we're not doing it by the volition of our own will, then what daddy has to do is he has to discipline us to teach us to be dependent on him, to keep us from running ahead of him. So I wanna encourage you today, let your life, let your morning, let this position of your heart be an attitude of receiving. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi's message today was titled, The Secret of Receiving. And we'll continue this study tomorrow, so please be sure to join us again then. 
Here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we preach the gospel message in a unique way by showing our listeners how the Jewish roots of our faith point to Jesus. And it doesn't matter whether we're ministering in remote villages in Africa or in crowded theaters in Jerusalem, our mission remains the same. We believe God is working through this ministry to bring healing and deliverance to broken hearts all across the world. And right now, we're asking God to stir up more financial supporters who are willing to join us. Rabbi? Beloved, when I examine myself under the light of God's Spirit, I'm challenged by the life of Abraham. Abraham entered into the fullness of God's blessing by surrendering Isaac, whom the scriptures call his only son. What a total act of surrender and sacrifice. What that teaches me is if I'm gonna enter into the fullness of what God has to me, I also need to live a surrendered lifestyle. The rubber meets the road oftentimes in this area with our finances. Many of God's children are not fully surrendered to Him in the area of their finances. Beloved, let's trust Him. Let's honor Him. And let's give Him what is due from the first fruits of our wealth. If the Lord is using Discovering the Jewish Jesus to bless you, and you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to present an offering to Father God through this ministry, beloved, just be obedient. And when you do, you'll open your heart for Father to pour His blessing into your life. You can give a financial gift of any amount when you visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give over the phone today when you call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And you can also send your gift of any amount in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Again, that's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And as a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. And we'll also send along our engaging and our insightful newsletter from Rabbi Schneider. It's prepared especially with you in mind. And don't forget, Rabbi has a daily devotional that he'd love to send to you each morning. We all face challenges and obstacles, and it's vital that we learn how to overcome the enemy and the world in order to live in victory. Sign up to receive this anointed word tomorrow by going to rabbidevotion.com. And then did you know the Aaronic benediction is God's threefold blessing to his people? First, it invokes God's favor. Second, his protection. And then finally, his grace and peace upon us. It's just one more way in which God expresses the mysteries of the kingdom to us. So let us graciously receive this sacred and special blessing now. Here is Rabbi Schneider once again. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains the secret of outflow. That's Thursday, right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.